It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. This afternoon, the Houston Astros wrap up their two-game series against the Colorado Rockies at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. The Astros were able to beat the Rockies yesterday 13-6. Kyle Tucker, a four-hit game, two triples and a homer, four RBIs. Robert Valdez was outstanding, allowing just an earned run over seven and two-thirds innings, striking out five. Astros have taken three in a row from Colorado and have won seven in a row overall. The Rockies have dropped three straight and six of their last seven. Astros 14-10. and 10. That puts them second in the AL West, two and a half games behind Oakland. The Rockies are four games back in the National League West behind the Dodgers with a record of 13-11. and 11. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. It'll be Christian Javier on the mound for the Astros today. He's been fun to watch so far, making his fifth big league start. He is, and he's doing it probably more so with his breaking pitches than he is his fastball, and that's been the pitch that everybody's talked about for so long. Uh, every once in a while, it starts to flash. That last game, he used his fastball a lot in the first inning, and he punched out the side. But then it kind of left him again, So where, where he's trying to change a couple of things mechanically to get that fastball to go along uh, with his slider and his curveball and his changeup. But, man, Robert, only 11 hits in 21 and two-thirds innings. That tells you a lot about his stuff. Meanwhile, Herman Marquez getting the ball for the Rockies, eighth in the National League with a 2.25 ERA. If he pitched somewhere other than Colorado, mm. he'd probably be getting a, a lot more recognition than he does now. Yeah, I guess when you start thinking about tiers of, of ace pitchers around the league, and I think the four uh, with Verlander and Cole and DeGrom and Scherzer, you know, stand alone. And then it's that next tier, and Marquez certainly uh, falls right in nicely with all those 97, 98. Uh, with the fastball, two breaking pitches that are fantastic. Uh, they signed him to a five-year deal last spring, and he hasn't changed a bit. They love that about him. Uh, but, man, he's just a competitor. Knows how to change speeds a little bit, move the ball around, and it's easy cheese, man. That it looks like no effort to throw 97 miles per hour. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, I thought it was big last night to see uh, guys like Taylor Jones get his first two big league hits, first two big league RBIs. Kyle Tucker with the four-hit game, driving in four runs. See guys like that step up. That's really what the Astros are going to need when you think about what they're dealing with. Alex Bregman placed on the injured list today. Michael Brantley's currently out, although the hope is that he's back this weekend. And Jordan Alvarez is going to miss the year. So we need the Astros need to see some guys step up. Dusty Becker's going to have to play on a, a lot of flexibility. You need a Ledmys Diaz up here, and it sounds like he's going to be back within the next week. 
and uh, to be able to move him around a little bit. Man, I don't know how they're doing it. They've won seven in a row. Maybe it's a soft schedule that they're playing right now and cut the Rockies at just the right time. But uh, to, to win seven in a row with, with what they're throwing out there right now is pretty impressive. This is like the Round Rock Express from a year ago uh, that we're seeing in the lineup today. So uh, kudos to those guys. Uh, kudos big time to, to Baker and Brent Strom uh, for making it work and figuring out ways to get, these, get the most out of all of these guys. Without a doubt. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, Mike Coffin, radio broadcaster for the Corpus Christi Hooks, will talk with Astros assistant GM Pete Patilla. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. That's grounded sharply and up the middle and in the center for a base hit for Taylor Jones. Drives in his second run of the night as Tucker scores, and it's 6-1 to one Astros. How about Taylor Jones? And it's a liner, and it's through the left side of the infield. That's a base hit and an RBI for Toro. A sharp single. He's two for two. And Altuve gets to third base. It's 7-1 now, Astros. This one's driven to right center field. Blackman going back in. It's going to one-hop the wall in right center field. Hampson, the center fielder,'s got it. Altuve scores. Toro is going to stay at third base on the ringing double by Gurriel. That was his seventh double. And George drills this one deep to left center field, and you can kiss that one goodbye. George Springer goes yard for his second hit of the night, and it is 11-1 Astros. But that was a no-doubter. And that's hammered down the right field line and deep, and that is gone. Just over the high wall and right. It's a two-run home run for Tucker, his fourth hit of the game, and the Astros' lead is 13-3. And that's hit the other way, and right at the third baseman Mayfield, who makes the grab, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros with a season-high output of runs and hits. And they defeat the Colorado Rockies tonight, 13-6. Make it seven wins in a row for the Houston Astros. Dusty, a fantastic win last night. Season-high, 13 runs and 20 hits. Uh, and it just seemed like uh, you guys really started to, to get going in the middle portion of that game offensively. And right, offensively, Ryan Castellani had gotten off to a good start, but it seemed like you know, second time through the order, you guys started to, to make some adjustments and started to get some big hits. Well, yeah, you know, yes, we did. Uh, uh, you know, our batting coaches are, are, are really astute to, uh, you know, making changes. And uh, the sooner you can make them, uh, you know, the better off you'll be. And, uh, you know, he threw the ball, you know, very well the first time through the, you know, through the order. But then the second time we started hitting him pretty good. And then, you know, we got into the back end of their bullpen. And, uh, you know, good thing we did because the thing about playing this ballpark, I mean, they will always make a run no matter what the score is in the eighth and ninth inning. And I've been coming here for years and years. I've seen them score like eight, ten runs in the inning. And so – you know, you're never really comfortable here until that last that last out, and every run is definitely important. They started using the putting the baseballs in the humidor in 2002 at Coors Field. Have you noticed any difference since then? Has that helped at all? Well, it seems like it has. Um, it seems like it, it makes a difference at night. 
uh, when the air is just a little bit heavier. Now, by day, uh, the ball might fly even uh, uh, further today, depending on how hot it is. So on, on days like today, you got to play a little deeper. I don't know. I don't know how much more, how much deeper we can play. Yeah. To see, uh, you know, a couple balls were hit last night that I thought I had a chance to get out, and then that, and then there were some other balls that you know that did you know that did get out that I, I wasn't sure about. So um, the main thing here is, like I said, you got to play good defense. Number one, and number two, you can't walk people. And uh, as you see, the walks came back to haunt us yesterday or, or, you know, the defensive plays that you don't make, you know, come back to haunt you. So, you know, you just got to play good fundamental baseball and play uh, nine complete innings and, uh, and go home after the 27th out. Uh, really one of the only negatives from yesterday's game for the Astros was Alex Bregman hit his double, hit a double in the fourth inning and uh, came up limping, limping going in the to second, wound up being uh, diagnosed with, hamstring discomfort uh, during the game last night. What's uh, Alex Bregman's status? Well, I mean, right now he's, he's flying back to Houston, you know, to get an MRI. And that uh, we are putting him on the IL, you know, uh, for his sake and, and our sake. And hopefully we get him back and this never, you know, comes back again. Uh, well, we certainly miss him. I mean, you know, my heart sank when, when I saw him pull up. I knew what it was. And I didn't really see him busted out of there. I didn't see him when he pulled it, but I see him when he pulled up. And uh, you said the only negative. Well, also we had a couple base running blunders last night. We gotta we gotta get rid of those because those can cost you, you know, cost you games. And so, but all in all, we played a, you know, we played a good game except for the two negatives with the base running and and Alex's uh, injury. So who's coming up for for Bregman? Sandal Perez is a, a you know left-hander who you've seen before, and so the, you know he has good stuff, great stuff. Uh, we're just hoping that he can find the strike zone, you know, with consistency, and maybe he can do what what Framber's done, you know, you know, found the strike zone because that was Framber's only only downer. Uh, he told me in the past, but you know you wouldn't know it. I mean, this guy's throwing lights out too. We didn't mention him, but he's he, he's throwing the ball great. Yeah, Fromber was outstanding, and you know you mentioned having another left-handed pitcher with CNL Perez that gives you three lefties in the bullpen, along with Blake Taylor and Brooks Raley. And obviously, if Perez can be effective, I mean that gives you another good pitcher, number one. But I mean, being able to have three quality lefties in the bullpen—that's a luxury a lot of a lot of teams don't have. Yeah, I mean, uh, and the teams that have have lefties have have an abundance of them. You know, like we just played San Francisco. I mean, they had like five or six of them. You know what I right. mean? And, and uh, I think Seattle has has quite a few. So uh, I'll take as many lefties as I can get, especially if they can if they can pitch. You know, you got to find a strike zone because lefties can get righties and lefties out, but most righties can't get righties and lefties out. You know what I mean? So um, you know, we'll see, and and hopefully it works out in our favor. Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us. Good luck tonight. All right, thank you. We'll be right, back guys. with more of Astro Launch right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Welcome back to Astro Launch. This is Michael Coffin speaking from the Astros Alternate Training Site in Corpus Christi. We had a chance to catch up with Astros Assistant General Manager Pete Patella upon his recent visit to Whataburger Field. We pick up the conversation with Pete commenting on the challenges players faced keeping in shape during the shutdown, particularly those players from Latin America. The 
level of um, curfews and some of the, the lockdowns in some of the Latin American countries are, are even more strict than they are in the United States. So um, these guys are having to really get creative and use the spaces that they have, you know, basically in their own backyard. And, you know, we, we saw Humberto Castellanos father catching bullpens um, in the back with, with a mound, mound built up by bricks. Yeah, with a mound that he built. So um, a lot of ingenuity, creativity and, and just kind of passion to, to find a way. So it, the, the guys have been working really hard in that regard. One guy that stands out. I remember seeing a photo. I forgot who tweeted it. Onoli Paredes. He was literally lifting cinder blocks yeah. to, to stay yeah. ready. Yeah, our strength and conditioning staff has been creative, you know, using cars, um, cinder blocks, whatever they can really find just to, to get the workout in. And, you know, some guys are more fortunate that, than others to have access to gyms, but the guys who don't have had to, to get pretty creative. You and I spoke on a, a podcast right when this stuff was starting in terms of the shutdown, and you made the comment that you guys were going over contingency after contingency uh, to anticipate what MLB was going to lay out for you guys, uh, you know, a framework to operate in, in terms of the alternate training side or in terms of, of developing guys and keeping guys ready for the big leagues. I wonder how, how, is, how has it gone from your perspective? How has the alternate training site been running? Mm -hmm. and, and have you been surprised by anything? I think it's been running pretty well, and you know, MLB started with some you know e extreme protocols to help everyone you know stay safe, and some of those have gotten to be even more conservative. Some of them have, have been pulled back where the research shows that we're safe to do certain things. But um, Wes and his staff here at Corpus Christi have done a great job to create a safe environment for these guys. And every time there's a, an update to the you know the operations manual that MLB has given out, um, the staff is quick quick to pivot and. You know the players are pacing with it. It's definitely not ideal to you know change how you do things. You know every other week, but it's just the world we're living in right now. So, so you mentioned the staff coming down. Jason Bell, fundamentals coordinator, and and Bill Murphy, pitching coordinator, kind of leading the charge. Mickey Story here from the AAA staff, manager, former Hook Vladimir Sutil is here as well. What was what were uh, the your what was the idea or kind of the the framework for putting this staff together. What did you want to get out of this alternate training site staff? Yeah, we were trying to find a balance, you know, making sure our coordinators could still do their jobs and keep in touch with staff and players around the system while being able to work with the staff here. And some of it has to do with, um, you know, the levels that they were going to go to. And then obviously we made sure that every staff member was was able and willing to, to do the job given the circumstances. So. Those are some of the considerations, but um, you know, mostly our AA and AAA staff, and then we also have our coordinators here and Vladimir Sutil, who lives locally. So, and and, and you have four athletic trainers here. Yeah. Uh, just in Corpus Christi alone, uh, you know, Brian Baca, uh, one of the coordinators, is is in constant uh, communication mm -hmm. with the big league side and the alternate training side. You really can't. Um, overemphasize the work this medical staff is doing to, to make sure the ship is off the ground. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It, athletic trainers have always had to handle more than their fair share in, in pro baseball. Um, you know, from the beginning, it used to just be the manager and the athletic trainer. Um, so, it's always been a part of their job. You know, to help with certain things. You know, maybe outside of their main area. But this year has been incredible, and the staff is as you know taking a team team first sort of positive attitude about it and anything and everything whether it's a big big or small task um, you know they're they're taking 
taking the best energy to it just to help us pull this off because there, there really are so many different things behind the scenes that have to be done in order to, to make this happen. Pete, last question. With all the rash of injuries, not only with the Astros, but, but across you know, major leagues, with the, the short uh, ramp up with summer camp, are you guys being more cautious with folks who are on the IL, or is it just kind of standard protocol for, for when the light switches that, that, okay, these guys are ready to go out and compete in the big leagues? Yeah, our, our athletic training and strength and conditioning staff have taken a lot of precautions um, since before summer camp, um, just given the, the quick ramp up and trying to get um, information out to players beforehand, before they reported, trying to make sure that they get you know, the right work in even before they showed up. But it's definitely a challenge given the short timeline. Here's the 2-1. <laughs> this one's driven to right field, slicing away from Blackman. It's going to get down. It's going to go to the corner. Bregman around first base, and he's hobbling. Uh -oh. He did something. Bregman's this, going to crawl almost to second base for a double. Now he asks for help. That's not good. He's going to come out of this game. He is in some pain. You're uh, hoping, I mean, praying that it's a cramp. I felt it when I was um, running down the line to first base, uh, right when I was about to make the turn uh, to go to second. And... Uh, just disappointed. Um, I want to be out there every day playing with my guys. And, um, was starting to feel pretty damn good. Uh, and uh, I think right now, just uh, go with it day to day and um, see how it feels tomorrow. You have some experience, especially with that that right leg too. Are you able to compare, or you know, just kind of know any more about it, just by the way that you feel now versus how you felt then? It's hard to tell. Um, I mean, at one time I came back in a few weeks. One time I came back in like two days. So um, it's just uh, disappointing because I put so much work into this off season and this quarantine period on specifically um, my hamstrings. So it's uh, frustrating, um, but we got a great medical team here and um, great trainers and I'm going to uh, do everything I can to be playing as soon as I possibly can. Who knows? Maybe I'll be playing here soon. All right. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a good one. Romber, how were you able to contain the Rockies' offense so well tonight? Yeah, uh, well, I, I, first it starts with preparation. I studied the hitters a lot, um, and I felt like I was, I was prepared coming into the game. Uh, and I knew that was a little bit tough. You got you to gotta maintain your concentration because it's a little bit tough to pitch here. Obviously, everybody knows that. Um, but when you execute your pitches, they're still going to be good pitches, and that's what I felt like I did, that I was able to execute my pitches in the spots that I needed to. And um, between that and the preparation, it was, it was a good combination for me tonight. What did you think of the double play turned by Correa in the second inning? Yeah, that was obviously a great play, and it was really big for me in that spot because it, it saved me from racking up a lot of pitches in that inning and from having to face a lot more batters in that spot. So um, I thanked him for making that play. And it, but the truth is it really doesn't surprise me. We got a great defense, and the guys behind me make a lot of good plays. Um, and that was a really important one for me in that, that spot right there. Trommer, did you notice a difference with your curveball today, uh, just with the way that it moved and the altitude and just having the grip of it? 
Yeah, obviously it's going to move a little bit different. I felt like it moved a little bit different. It doesn't have the same rotation on it and at this altitude. So um, it was a little bit tough and, and they fought, they fouled off a lot of pitches because of that. But at the end of the day, if you execute your pitches, it's still going to be successful. And um, I felt like I, I've had a good feel for my changeup and my fastball tonight. And the curveball didn't move exactly how I wanted to, but at the end of the day, it was good enough. All right. Thank you, Farmer. Great. Thank you. Your production and your bats are, are going to be a little bit more meaningful for this club. Uh, I mean, Jordan was great. Great ball player, great hitter. Um, sucks what happened, but it is what it is. And, you know, we got to keep moving forward, putting up good ABs, good. Get, get the lineup rolling and, you know, put the ball in play and play well. Just kind of what you heard about Coors Field a little bit. Uh, I can't remember if you were here last year when they had the, the big offensive explosion, but just <laughs> the, the games can really get out of control pretty quickly. Yeah, I was here in uh, 18, two years ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this is a you know, nice ballpark to play in. It's a great city, great atmosphere. But, you know, put, put the bat on the ball. <laughs> lot tonight, put some good swings on it, played defense well, and you know, we came out came out hot today. How much have you been working on using all fields and not being so pole conscious? Uh, I work on that every day. I mean, I don't want to just be pulling the ball every single time. And you know, if, I mean, using the whole field's you know beneficial for a hitter, and you know, with especially being left left handed and with the shifts and everything, you know, if I can use the whole field, that's that's great. You know, I've been working on it. Kind of worked have out. Ever, have you ever had two home run, two triples in a home run in any game at any level? Um, I mean, two triples is hard, regardless. Um, but I don't think so. Um, you know, tonight it's a big outfield. Put the ball to the wall, and you know, got got the triples, and you know, got that homer. So that, that was a nice feeling. Kyle, what are you doing specifically to work on using all fields? Is it something with your Swing mechanics. What what is it? Um, it's really just body, you know, body position. Instead of so, like instead of like pulling off like that, because then we'll roll everything over. Just trying to stay in a good and trying to stay through the ball. And, you know, go with it. If they throw it outside, you can go with it. If they throw inside, you can pull your hands inside and stay through it. So you got a good base and everything. Instead of pulling off the ball and you know being off balance, it helps. You had, a, you had a big offensive night tonight, Kyle, but um, how happy were you for Taylor for him to get his, his first RBI, his first hit tonight? It was awesome. Everyone was excited. You know, Jonesy's an awesome guy. He's, I've played with him for a while now. And he, he's an awesome guy. And it was awesome to see him get a couple knocks tonight. All right. Thank you, Kyle. Cool. Thank you, guys. And that's hammered down the left field line, hooking. If it stays fair, it's gone. And that is a fair ball home run for Carlos Correa. Astros take a 2-1 to one lead on Correa's third home run of the year. Jordan's obviously going to be out. Bregman goes out today. What does it say about the offense that you guys were able to kind of rebound, kind of put that in? Does that give you hope that this lineup can continue and keep doing what it does even without those guys in it? Absolutely. We got a lot of depth in our, in our lineup, and uh, we got a lot of guys that can get the job done. Uh, you know, obviously you want to have Jordan and, and Bregman in the lineup every single day. You know, they're they're – one of the best hitters in the world. Um, but, you know, they're, they're going to be out for a little bit. Jordan's going to be out for a little bit. Bregman, we don't know yet. Um, so, you know, we got to step up and, and keep playing good baseball like we are doing right now. Carlos, y'all erupted in the in the dugout when Jose got his second hit. How good was that for you and for him? Oh, we are, we're all rooting for him, man. It's, Jose's a guy that we all love. And, uh, you know, we, we want to see him succeed. Um, 
So, you know, hopefully today, those two hits, he gets his confidence and he rolls from there. You know, he's one of the best hitters in the world. Uh, he's been doing it for so many years. Uh, you know, I think I think 20, 20 games is it's just still premature if it was a long season, but I feel like that's what people are talking about it right now. But when he gets hot, man, he's scary. You know, hopefully he gets hot now and he starts rolling and you know how he is. He gets three per game. All right. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you, guys. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later.